Listen, if you're like me and you need new clothes, shop at Anti Forever USA. Anti Forever USA is a homegrown clothing company, and they sell everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, to hoodies and jackets, windbreakers, as well as even hats and beanies, and they're coming out with much more suit. My listeners get a special promo code if you enter PLATTE, that's capital P-L-A-T-T-E. If you use that that promo code, you can get 10% off your purchase. So use PLATTE as a promo code and check out Anti Forever USA to get some great clothing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and uh, we're going to kick things off with the first album review of 2017. Yes, um, January hasn't been, by any means, a great uh, stretch of hip hop releases, but there is one that caught my eye, and I decided to review it, and that is Nick Grant, The Return of the Cool. This is Nick Grant's debut album, and for those of you that don't know Nick Grant, I'll give you some background information. So he's a 28-year-old rapper from South Carolina. His mixtape, 88, released in early 2016, got major buzz. And so now this is his debut, and it's released under Epic Records, and he's also under under Grand Hustle, which is T.I.'s label. Um, And he's not been been shy about saying in several interviews with XXL, Sway, etc., that he wants to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. So he has very high aspirations. And as far as the production and credit goes for this album, he got notable production credits from strong industry people such as Kareem Riggins, um, DJ Khalil, and Organized Noise. And he also got a few standout features from BJ the Chicago Kid and Milo Smith, um, to name name a few. So this isn't a a long album so i'm not going to be long and this is a solo podcast so i'm definitely not going to be long when you combine those two so i'm just going to highlight a few tracks and then talk about my overall thoughts so it starts off with the intro track and i like the intro track because it's a nice smooth uh, live instrumentation there are these rattling hi-hats scattered throughout the layers of the beat that give you that give you an immediate indication for how the album will sound uh for a lot of this album, it's very soulful, and he and he tries to clash. Uh, he tries to clash soul with uh, with the modern trap sound. This intro track does a good job of seeming like an announcement or arrival or introduction for Nick Grant. For those of you that have never heard him, and so it seems like it, he comes out with very uh, very. It's almost biographical uh, the, the intro track, if you will. So it's a nice start to the album. Then, then it moves into Drug Lord Couture, and this song is cool as Nick plays the role of a drug pusher in his hood. Um, I like the I like this song, and again, he's not exactly a participant in the drug game, but in this song, he kind of plays he kind of plays with that role, which is which is a nice thing. I like when I like when artists do that and kind of play from uh, perspectives of others. Uh, but then it transitions into Bouncing. Now this is a totally out of left field song uh, clearly a, a cater song to the masses but a banger nonetheless uh despite all that despite all that the track 
is, I think, arguably the best fit for Nick's flow and lyrical concept. Uh, and it makes it makes me wish he decided to do more of a trap-type album with heavy lyricism. I think it would have just fitted better because, as you'll notice as I go on through the tracks and into the overall thoughts of the album, there's just there's just little to be desired as far as as far as the the flow and the meshing between Nick's vocals and the instrumentation. But then we transition into All of You, which is easily my favorite off this album. I love the the instrumentation. I can't stand the hi hat sprinkled through the track. Uh, it seems like it seems like a basic attempt of just trying to fuse the soul sound with today's popular trap. So it, it kind of comes off as, as tasteless and, and unfitting, in my opinion. But besides that, the song is really good. I think the opening verse is very strong. He has a bunch of clever lines. I like the one line where he's talking about dancing. And then he says, I sway to find some answers. That's kind of like a hip-hop culture reference, of course, to the Kanye, you don't have the answer, sway audio clip. That That's just everywhere, everywhere on the internet. I love that audio clip. So a, a very nice like culture hip hop reference, uh, and to me this is kind of almost the pinnacle of the album, but also but also showcases the flaws as far as the production goes. As far as Nick goes for the song, I think that this is one of the best soul tracks on the album, in terms of Nick fitting within the constraints of the beat. Uh, like I said, as I as I go on, you'll see that. And I'm sure you'll notice it too as you're listening that it it doesn't quite Nick's sound doesn't quite mesh with the with the instrumentation and the production on this album for the most part. But I think this album or this song is a pinnacle of the album because I think it showcases I think it showcases that when it's meshed pretty well, it can actually be it can actually be pretty good. So that's a standout song to me. Then it transitions into sing along a very strong contrast from the previous songs as this one's about the struggles of his upbringing. I love the bells and the bass kick on the hook and the cho- the choir sprinkled in was a real nice touch. So I really like this. Um, I want to get the name right of the feature. Rico Barino, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, great feature. I love I love what they did on the hook there. And then that's pretty much all I have to say for that one. But then I want to transition to one of my other favorites which is the very next track gotta be more featuring bj the chicago kid i like nick's flow on this track and bj the chicago kid gives a show-stopping hook a phenomenal feature the way he he just he does a great job of writing the chords on the on the chorus and and nick does a great job too of really uh being introspective on this song so i think it's one of nick's most introspective moments on the album when he's when he's playing with uh, the problems in society and the way it leads into the hook. Uh, this is, again, one of the pinnacles of the album, one of the very strong points of the album. Uh, but then then skipping a few tracks uh, ahead, it gets to Get Up, which, of course, uh, you'll recognize right away. He uses the Get On the Good Foot sample by James Brown, which has been heavily used in hip-hop forever. It seems to... I, it it seems like this is almost like this is almost like I don't want to say like Drake's dance hall type record, but it seems like that's what it is. It's just it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a dance record. Even the way Nick raps on here, it sounds like it's supposed to be. It sounds like it's supposed to be just a dance track, and it it kind of this song heavily relies on the sample rather than Nick's vocals. 
it, it, it seems like it seems like all the spotlight is on the sample, which is in the hook, which is the get up James Brown, and it seems like Nick's vocals are just kind of there to fill the gap between the between the choruses. Uh, then we go we skip a few more ahead and we go to Return of the Cool. Once again, a nice beat with some smooth chords, some nice snaps, and a strong hook from B. Hess, who is also the one who did the hook on my favorite track, All of You. And this one, I think the production does a nice job of blending the hi-hats with the other layers of the beat. I really like that a lot. Um, and once again, Nick's rapping just doesn't fit the sound of this track. Uh, it just, it seems, he's very... I don't want to say, I don't know if harsh is the right word, but harsh is the word I'm going to use. It, it seems like it's a very it's a very strong clash between his harsh vocals and the production and the very smooth and soft production that's layered throughout the album. Uh, and then the, la the last track, the closing track, which is Luxury Vintage Rap, is a very Andre 3000 track with those bizarre whistling and flute um, I think even Nick himself sounds a lot like Andre on a lot of this album, but especially on this record. Um, but it's another shining example of his strong lyricism and passion for the art, the culture, the history of hip-hop. He has lines like uh, talking about how he's cut from the same cloth as Biggie's famous Kooji sweater. You know, I mean, those of you that, those of you that really know hip-hop, like that, that's, a, that's a really dope reference to me, so I really like that. And once again, it just shows that he has these very, uh, he's very in tune with the hip hop culture and very passionate about it. And that's one of the things I like. So, to get into my overall thoughts, the album has a lot of live instrumentation pretty much on every song except for, except for Bounce. Uh, not really any terrible songs on here. Uh, just kind of, just kind of some okay songs, but nothing really that just is repulsive and, and like you never want to hear it. But uh, he has he has a nice range of lyricism with incredible lines and has a wide range of topics, from lust in the songs like All of You to the songs about the hood like Drug Lord Couture to the aggression that he displays on songs like Bounce. He gives you a nice, pretty wide variety. But I mean that's that's the only positives I have about this album. The project is too short. It's criminally short. It's 11 tracks and only 36 minutes. I mean, to, to compare, I mean, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar's seven-track EP that was released last year, Untitled Unmastered, was was 35 minutes and seven tracks. And so, it, again, it's very, it's very criminally short. It's just usually a verse, a verse, a hook, another verse, and a hook, and it's over. There's not many bridges. There's not really many experimental parts about this, about this record. It's just very, it's just very flat. Uh, I said it before, Andre. He sounds a lot like Andre 3000 on a lot of these songs. And again, the live instrumentation is good, but not great. I felt that if the production stepped up, it would be a much better product. I actually I actually like this production. And if if it were given to another artist, a more melodic artist, say Childish Gambino, I think that, or if even Nick Grant decided to go a more melodic approach, I think that these... Uh, this album could have been a lot better, I think. I think it just Nick just didn't pick something that fit him best. Um, the obvious bounce track is a total breakaway from the rest of the album, and it feels like Nick was catering to the trends of today. But uh, 
but again, I did like it. It was a, it was a good song. It was a hard, it was a very hard song, but it just didn't fit the, it didn't fit whatsoever the entire album. Um, and Nick Grant, Nick Grant does shine in his lyricism, but his vocals and verses just don't flow with the production. I've said it before, and I, I just, I need to hammer this point home because that's, I think, my biggest problem with the album. Uh, it, it's almost like he was just trying to ride that reemerged soul and funk wave that kind of dominated 2016, and his verses would have flowed so much better on 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 a more boom bap, heavy bass type rap that complements his quote-unquote old-school style that he's labeled with. Um, and it seems like Nick just couldn't find... It seems like what... I, I get what Nick was trying to do with this project, but it seems like he just couldn't find the, white, the right way sorry, to incorporate lyricism intricately with those soft productions, which artists like Kendrick and Mick Jenkins do so well. And I know that's a high standard because those are phenomenal artists and some of the best in the game right now. But... Uh, but it, I, I think that that's what Nick was trying to do. And I, th- I think he just didn't, he didn't pull it off. Um, another major issue I have is that although he has a lot of conscious rapping on this project, there is rarely anything that comes off as personal on these songs. And even when there is, it's just not delivered well and leaves little impact. There's not many, there's not many lines on here where you really feel emotion or feel pain. Uh, it just kind of sounds like the whole album, it kind of sounds like he's screaming, but not in an emotional way. It seems like a flat screen almost, I guess, is how you is how I can describe it. But to conclude, the album is underwhelming, not awful. Nothing really catching my eye in, in January so far other than the Migos album. This is probably the second best thing I've heard released in 2017. And I was kind of at a point where I was dying to get some new music, so I decided to give it a listen because it is only 36 minutes, and you can breeze through the album. It's not challenging. There's not a lot of digging required outside of the very witty punchlines that he delivers throughout the album. It's not conceptually deep by any means. But moving forward, I'm. This was my first. Uh, this was my first impression of Nick Grant, and I root for Nick Grant moving forward because he seems to be deeply passionate about the art and culture of hip hop. And I think he tried to be innovative for his debut album, but it just didn't work. And I think he can deliver a really good album if he chooses production that better complements his skill set. Because it, this album is clear that Nick Grant is one of the better lyricists in hip hop. So I'm not going to give up on the guy. But it's but he needs better. He needs a better supporting cast around him, a better advisory around him, as far as his beat selection goes, as far as his concepts go. I think I think if he has a lyricism to where I want to see a very autobiographical album from him, and I know that that's very trendy to do because it's a debut album, and I think that's why he shined away from it. But I think that his skill set really fits that that he could have done a good Kid, Mad City, a Under Pressure by Logic, a, you know, one of those type autobiographical. This is who I am album because for a lot of people, this was his coming out party, and a lot of and a lot of people, unfortunately, I feel are going to be turned off by this album because he just didn't he just didn't resonate with fans as far as as far as there there was no emotional appeal listening to listening to this guy. But like I said, I'm not giving up on the guy. I'm definitely going to check his next project. This isn't bad. I would give it a 5.5 out of 10. 
it's not bad. It's it's an easy listen. Like I said, only 36 minutes, so you're not suffering through it. It's actually it's actually when you're listening to it, you just it's just a snap of a finger, and then you feel wow, it's over. So it's not painfully dragged out or anything. And some of my favorite tracks off the album are "All of You," "Bouncing," and "Gotta Be More" with B.J. the Chicago Kid. Love those records. Those are actually some of my favorite records I've heard so far in 2017. So again, you know, not anything that's going to blow people away, I don't think, but it, I see the potential with Nick Grant. So again, I'm not giving up on the guy, and I don't think neither should you. I think if you're a real hip-hop fan, if you're really into lyricism, if you're, if you're into soulful production like I am, uh, give it a shot, and maybe, maybe you like the, the clash he does better, uh, better than I do with the whole soul and modern trap that he that he's trying to do. I just don't think he pulls it off well, but maybe if you're a fan of of just like punchline heavy hip hop as and and soulful production, then maybe this works for you. So that's my thoughts on Nick Grant Return of the Cool. It is his debut album. Um, you can check out all of Nick Grant's stuff on Apple Music as well as as well as I believe it's on Title and Spotify as well. So you can check it out there. And as far as my content goes, you can check out all of my stuff, both my Strictly Hip Hop and my Strictly Hoop Talk episodes on my iTunes and Podbean account. And you can find the link to those on my Twitter. My Twitter is at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. I release a basketball podcast every Tuesday and a hip hop podcast every Thursday. And so stay tuned for those. So I'll be back on Tuesday with a, with an NBA podcast, talking some talking some trade deadlines, some All-Star Weekend, all that stuff. And I got a lot of great things coming for the Hip Hop Podcast. I know I didn't have any, any guests on either of the episodes this week, but I promise you I have some of the biggest and best guests I have ever had coming soon, very soon to, to Hip Hop and NBA. So I got a lot of big names, a lot of a lot of just honestly amazing guest appearances coming on these podcasts. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for those. And again, if you're one of the fans who likes to engage with me on Twitter and on social media in general, you can follow me as well on Snapchat, which is the same as my Twitter handle at crispy1132, C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. And on there you can find... Uh, you can find behind-the-scenes previews of what I'm doing next. I usually tend to let the fans on Snapchat first know what's coming before I before I do the podcast, before I record the podcast. And even when I get time, I like to sometimes snap during the podcast to kind of give you guys a little promotion, a little teaser, if you will, of whatever podcast is coming. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Strictly Hip Hop. I'm Chris Platty, and this is the first album review of 2017. Let me know what your thoughts are, and thank you guys for tuning in. See you Tuesday.